Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at Fisher City Hall, and with me today, Jason Taylor, the Director of Engineering for the City of Fishers, and Hatem Meki, the Assistant Director of Engineering for the City. So, gentlemen, you've been on podcasts before. It's great to welcome you back. We, we, always have, us. we always have plenty to talk about, and this will be no exception, right? No. Good morning. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start off with State Road 37, and I know Hatem is probably the, the one to begin that uh, discussion. Because what's happening right now, of course, there have been reconfigurations of the highway during uh, construction. You have two major projects in place now at 146th Street and 131st. So let me start off with 131st Street. I know at one point you had plans to, to move the closure from the west side there by the gas station and, and the auto dealership where it's been closed off since the construction started and move that to the east side sort of where that cvs pharmacy is i know you were wanting to do that this month didn't quite make that i drove by that coming in here and i see the work is continuing on that west end talk about how that work is is going as we speak right now Sure. Uh, thanks for having us, Larry. Again, uh, good morning. And uh, you are correct. We uh, The schedule uh, for the switch was supposed to be sometime in September. However, uh, we did run into some weather implications and some, uh, some delays there. We are scheduled to uh, switch traffic uh, between uh, the dates of October 15th to the 20th. It's not nailed down yet, but we're, uh, we're shooting for that schedule to switch from the west side uh, construction on 131st to the east side. Because that, that's important for people who travel in that area because 131st Street on the east side has been right in, right out. Mm-hmm. And that's going to switch to the uh, west the west end. So at that point, that'll be right in, right out. And there'll be a closure over by that CVS pharmacy so that people will need to know about the traffic flow being a bit different at that time. Yes, and we make it a, a primary um, uh, detail of ours to put it out there to the public before we actually do the switch so everyone knows that it's coming. Uh, We try to be as close as possible uh, to that date so we don't give out uh, a lot of conflicting information here and there. Yes, um, so currently it is a write-in, write-out there by the CVS. It will be uh, switched to a write-in, write-out right there by the gas station on the west side. There will be a little bit of a uh, a delay for that right in right out there by the gas station but yes that will be the future configuration so as far as that whole project at 131st and 37 uh, any projection on way that when that may be completed and, and opened up uh, we are shooting for uh, a late summer of next year okay. for the opening yep. oh, so it's about a year from now then right a little uh, less than a, a little less now. than a year okay. yes uh, on but we are going into the winter months, so that kind of mm-hmm. uh, gives us some downtime. So, yeah. 146th Street, that's a sort of a different animal because most of the other intersections are roundabouts and, and bridges. That one will be a bridge, but it will be more configured like if people have been at uh, Allisonville Road and Interstate 465 there in Marion County. The configuration, as I understand it, at 146th and 37 will be similar 
to that. So there'll be traffic lights and so forth. And that is taking longer. Um, it obviously is one of those situations where the configuration changes now and then because of the construction going on. As we head into the winter months of this year and to next year, uh, what can we foresee at that 146th Street and, and 37 intersection? So yes, uh, 146 and State Road 37 is similar to 465 and uh, Allisonville Road here on the north side and also on the south side there is 465 and Emerson. So it's a single point urban interchange with lights uh, on, 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 all of, on, on both sides. It's not free flow like all the other ones. Um, and you are correct, uh, the, the intricacies on this uh, interchange is that both uh, uh, State Road 37 and 146th Street are open at both time, at, at, at all times. So we have two lanes in each direction on 146th Street that are maintained throughout the whole entire inter, um, construction time frame and State Road 37 north and south. They're all maintained uh, at the same time. So that takes a little bit more time than on the other interchanges because um, on the other interchanges, we closed the, uh, the secondary uh, streets and let 37 on. Uh, so yes, we are looking at also in the same time frame to switch from having uh, 146th Street uh, on the south side. They will shift to the north side. So we're building uh, the north side bridge right now. Uh, so they will shift onto the north sides in the same time frame as 131st. Now, I know 146th is taking much longer because of that more complicated configuration. Do you have a, a target date when that will be done? That we're shooting also for late summer of next year okay. for completion. Yep. Uh, I noticed uh, 135th Street's been very busy, and that's uh, you. You told me at the very beginning that uh, you would have that open all the time because traffic is is moving in that direction sometimes to go left and right, and it looks like best as I can tell. Although there's more traffic there, it seems to be moving relatively easily. Yes, we've uh, we've worked uh, with uh, the traffic lights. We adjusted it uh, to accommodate the increase in traffic that comes into 135th Street. Uh, we wanted to maintain the cross access on 135th Street across the stair of 37 while 131st Street is being constructed. And then uh, we'll shift that. We'll, uh, we'll close the 135th when we have 135th, 131st Street cross-access uh, on 37 available. I want to switch to Jason because, you know, Jason, uh, one thing that I remember from the very beginning when uh, this whole project on 37 was, was planned and there were public meetings and there, was, there were discussions about it, one, I think, surprise for some of the engineers was just how complicated the drainage would be. And that and some other factors contributed to the fact that this is costing more than you originally expected. Uh, the city and the county have both uh, kicked more money into the county using their reserves. The city is, has uh, just approved. I mean, this has been in the pipeline for a while, but the official approval of the bonds uh, has just occurred. So as you look forward, I know it's an impossible crystal ball, but as best as you can see now with all the complexities of State Road 37, are you on track to keep that at the budget level you have now yeah we are and Hatem has done a great job of maintaining that and keeping track of that uh, with our consultants as well as our contractors ensuring that they're minimum we're minimizing any type of change orders of increased cost and working through some i don't want to call it value engineering because that gives the impression that maybe we're cutting things out but more just um looking at different ways of doing the same the same result 
Um, but yeah, right now we are projected to be on that new budget, uh, and we don't foresee any um, situation that would cause us to go over. We're really actually trying hard to, to come in even lower than that. Uh, there are some things out there that are that are still unknown, such as utility relocations, which are reimbursable in, in certain situations, as well as the right-of-way acquisitions. We know that the way that when the project started in 2015, um, value of land was different than what it is today, and it's hard to predict what that value increase is going to be over time. So those are some of the unknowns that are still out there, but we're, we're marching along, and Mecky's doing a great job. I want to get to him again, but before I do that, I want to talk about 141st Street. As I understand it, that's kind of the final peg uh, uh, to start construction to finish up that State Road 37 project. And those bids will be uh, uh, awarded sometime early next year. You can be more specific if you want. So, uh, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up is that one of the unknowns is there are a couple of them. Number one, you know, material costs have been an unknown because of the, of the problem with just getting material from one place to another. Uh, some of the material coming in from other countries is, is bogging down at some of the ports because there's just not enough. There are not enough people, truck drivers, just people to unload these 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 uh, these ships as they come in, and, and so all these logistical issues are having a problem. And uh, so when you are you concerned at all that any of that will impact? Of course, it's months from now. You never know what will happen months from right. now. But as things stand today, are you are you confident or, or optimistic that these bids on 141st will come in the way you project that they will? Yeah, we're, we're always doing our very best to try to make sure that those bids come in at what our engineer's estimate is. Uh, in some situations like this, as you said, there's a lot of uh, variables at play. Uh, the, the actual um, inflation the inventory, the contractor not maybe having the resources of the staff to be able to perform it. So how does that play into it? Those are things that we cannot predict and control. But what we can do is be do our very best of using the latest information that we have on bids. And because this is a major project and we work closely with the state, the Indiana Department of Transportation, we've been able to try to do kind of get ahead of that. One of the things that we looked at was the original bid date was November of this year with some utilities as uh, their relocation and their work plan. We pushed, we decided to push this project out to February and we didn't feel that that was going to be a major impact to the schedule as well as we didn't feel that it would be a major impact from data that the state has on their prices and their bids that they've been receiving recently. We didn't feel that that would be a major impact to the, the construction cost of 141st and 37. So long answer short, we're, we're doing our best uh, to make sure that we have that number dialed in. We do have some fluff built into it, some contingency, as we always would, but um, there it, there is a bit of the X factor of unknown, and we'll see how it shakes out. Let me bring Hot Tim in about this, because 141st Street, as I recall, you refresh my memory if I'm wrong, that is going to be a bridge. It will be a, a, a roundabout uh, with one lane rather than two, as we're seeing, for instance, on 126th Street now. Explain what that, uh, what that project will look like once 141st is done. I think we can we can expect that project to look 
fairly similar to all of the other ones, 131st and 126th Street. Um, so instead of having two lanes across the bridge uh, in each direction for 141st, it's, uh, it's one lane. Uh, we did take into consideration the future and if there is going to be some need for a two-lane uh, across that bridge. So we did all of our design to accommodate that increase or that widening of, uh, of that bridge for the future so we don't have any, um, any impacts on 37 uh, clearances and stuff. Because I recall the discussion about that early on, and, and uh, that one lane was planned because of the traffic counts you're seeing today. So, and I remember the discussion at that time, and, and so the compromise was the design would be set up, as you said, uh, to be a one-lane uh, roundabout, but could be expanded if more growth occurs in that area. So that's still the plan. Yes, that still does apply. Well, let me go to the Nickel Plate Trail and go to Jason, because an awful lot's been going on there. I do remember uh, interviewing the mayor, and he said there are very few things that keep him up at night, but closing off 116th Street for almost two months was something that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gave him pause. But you came in early uh, on the finish for that, so you opened up 116th Street earlier than you expected. And I do recall, I couldn't be there in person, but I watched the video of a Board of Works meeting where you and the mayor went back and forth about you know, when that whole area of trail will officially be open, when the tunnel underneath 116th Street uh, will be finished and open. So give us the best information you have today on all that. Yeah, the, the trail... Is <clears throat> to say that it kept us up at night or him up at night, I, I can speak to that personally. Uh, it was definitely something that it was a big endeavor whenever we have traffic volumes that match interstate volumes uh, on one of our local roads and we're closing it for 60 days. It It is a little nerve-wracking no matter how much planning you do. But we did a, a great job and uh, as a team. It takes a village in this situation. Uh, a, lot, a lot of planning, the utilities, relocations, making sure that they, we were working well with them to get their, their lines relocated prior to the, the actual closure. The construction team did amazing. The uh, Meyer Najem, our uh, construction manager, had worked really hard to make sure that they adjusted the schedule. They actually got additional work done in that 45 days that – uh, kind of expedited, maybe gained us about you know two weeks to four weeks worth of time of opening, and so the limits that what I'm referring to of the trail would be South Street to North Street along the trail. So that crosses 116th as you were referring to. So we have the southern portion. We'll call it 75% complete, and we are now doing the finishing touches, such as the monumental uh, stairs, things of that nature that are more aesthetics. Um, then on the north side of 116th Street, that's the, the phase two. And we have two parts of that phase. We have a 2A and a 2B. The 2A is the actual infrastructure construction. And that is the, the digging of the, the approach, the, the construction of the walls, uh, the pedestrian bridge over the tunnel, which is not the 116th Street crossing, but between that Fisher's Landing, that train station landing that's there, over to the future um, development that has an outdoor patio pavilion there north of the Nickel Plate Bar and Grill. Uh, so that includes that portion. The, the 2B includes the aesthetics aspects of so the landscaping, the, the experiential items, and all of that 
is anticipated to be done in spring of next year. And at that point, we'll be able to open it up. We've contemplated opening it up earlier, but we have a lot of work that's going to be done topside of, like if you were down in the, the trail, uh, the tunnel portion, we would have contractors working up top. And just from a safety standpoint, we didn't want to open it too soon. So we're really targeting um, early March, which is right around the same time frame that um, the weather is starting to turn, people are starting to get out a little bit more. So it'll be great timing for that to be able to, to be used. So just to be clear, because I get this question every now and then, what portions of the trail are officially open now? As of today, the, the parts that are open would be 106th Street up to South Street. Then there's that gap of where we were just talking through. And so it, it is open from North Street up to 131st Street. We're still under construction of the downtown portion, as well as we currently are constructing north of 131st up to 146th. They are actually going to be paving next week. I think the yellow lights where you can push the button. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I go, I drive 126th Street pretty often, and uh, sometimes I cannot see somebody at that crosswalk until I'm right on top of it. You know, I'll stop if I can see them, but the lights at least give me a clue that there's somebody waiting. And uh, technically, you are supposed to stop if somebody is there. Is, is that technically a crosswalk there for that trail? Right now, 126 is one example of that. Yeah, correct. So we actually have a, um, a video that our uh, PR team has put together. They did a great job with some of the interns over the summer of creating a video of how to use the trail. And I recommend people go onto our website and check that out. And we can give you that link sure. uh, so you can share it as well. But whenever you're crossing, we we did our crossings a little different. Uh, and what I mean is typically you see on those crossings, the lights always flashing. What we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that we didn't numb the motorist to that crossing such that they saw the lights and they were always thinking, oh, well, no one's there. So we made sure that they were only activated when someone was actually present and trying to cross. In addition, we wanted to make sure that the the user of the trail was aware that they actually had to pause, stop, look both ways, and then cross. And so we added the push button. So they had to physically hit the push button before they would be able to activate those lights. Um, and then we added the third factor of the, the speed tables. Those are the little humps that the vehicle has to, to go over and along the roadway in order to, to cross the trail portion. And the, the thought process was that if a car is driving over to the first time, they'd be, they would question, what was that? And then the next time when they come up to it, they would actually remember it and they would pause and realize that that is the crossing. So it's we try to take multiple angles at this to, to make it as safe as possible. I know people access this uh, podcast in many places, platforms, but if you go to LarryAndFishers.com, I'll have a, a link to that video. I think I can, Thank I you. can find that. Uh, one last question on the trail. One question I get a lot, and it's really not your jurisdiction, but tell me what you can. Many people wonder when the trail, because you already got the plans in place to go all the way to 141st Street, which is where the border is between 146th 146th yep. excuse me well the which is the border between uh, fishers and Oblisville. it's not a straight line so Correct. you just have to think yeah. about that where, where that border is at that place but you're right there it's 146th so the question i get a lot is when will noblesville begin to move 
to the north and, and have that trail go further. Do you, is there any information Noblesville has shared with you? Yeah, there, there's a little bit of information. The timing of it, I don't have those details, but I do know that we have started conversations with them and meetings yet to occur, but we will be having a planning meeting for the Next Level Trail Grant, which is through DNR. And it'll be a partnership between the city of Fishers, Noblesville, and Indianapolis uh, to be able to go in, not together, but to make sure our applications are actually coordinated and explain that we're in this together. Uh, So we'll be submitting separate applications, but to me that means that they are vested in actually pursuing the construction of the trail. But beyond that, I don't have a whole lot of details. Okay, so there is a plan in place, but it's not going to be immediate. That's the main message, as far as you know. Hot Tim, I want to bring you back in here because there have been some lane restrictions you're seeing around Fishers and some of them have been in uh, major intersections, 116th Street, 96th. I ran into a couple just coming here to City Hall uh, where you have people, I guess they call them flaggers, although they don't use flags. They use signs for stop and slow and all that to stop you so there can be one lane of traffic safely moving through. Uh, are we getting to, to the point in the, the season where those projects will start to stop for the winter? Or are we still in the middle of this? I, excuse me. I think it's it's safe to say that we're winding down. Some of the um, some of the construction efforts that you're seeing right now are the utilities uh, relocating. Uh, so I think that uh, that restriction on Lantern just north of uh, I think it's north of Lantern. It's the, uh, north of the Nickel Plate Trail. Right, right there near the library. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right there by the library. That's uh, Center Point's relocation efforts. So uh, I think they're they're finalizing their re- relocation as we speak here in the next couple of weeks. So that should wind down uh, a lot in the next coming uh, weeks. And that's something you deal with on a regular basis. You go to Board of Works meetings, and that's where a lot of this is discussed. But uh, um, the utility companies, whenever you're doing any kind of dig, they want to get involved. They want, And sometimes they, they need to get involved even when you're not doing a project. To, and it's various utilities that are involved. So this is just this is really part of growth, is it not? It is part of the growth. It is uh, the, uh, the attraction of everyone to the city of Fishers where people want to come and live in the city of Fishers. And when people want to come to live in the city of Fishers, it's you need to bring utilities to those uh, to those people. So it's just in addition to the road projects and the relocations of all that, it's also a lot of new utilities coming in, new infrastructure coming into the city. I want to ask you about a project, not technically yours, but how it connects to uh, the city, connects to that, but will have an impact on all of us and whoever wants to take this question. Uh, when uh, County Commissioner Steve Dillinger did his State of the County address several months ago, he talked about plans for the intersection of 146th Street and Allisonville Road, and the county has total jurisdiction over the intersection, but obviously Fishers approaches it from the south, so you'll have some uh, you'll have some involvement at least in that sense to to that project. So for either one who wants to take that, uh, um, where's that at, and what is your involvement? And I think Jason is yeah. shaking his head, so we'll give that to you. Yeah. So yes, the county is doing an intersection project there, and it's. Um, actually going to be an interchange similar to the the 37 interchanges and we have been in some preliminary conversations with them and attended a few of their meetings hatem has been the one that's actually been coordinating with them the most but at this point uh, that project as far as we're aware as recent as this week uh, has a 
bid date of December 2022. So it's still a ways out and with construction anticipated in spring of 2023. So we do have conversations that are occurring regularly with our 37 maintenance of traffic scheme and what this potential maintenance of traffic scheme would be of any lane restriction road closures there's been some additional um, coordination efforts that have been occurring from the county with their consultants a lot of times our projects such as as large as the one that they're doing they require upfront work in order to make sure that they have all the information so what i mean is they're doing soil borings and they have to get inside the pavement limits in court along allisonville road and coordinate that with us so some of the work that maybe in the past two months that people have seen along allisonville road with the lane restriction have really been because work is going to be done two years from now which is not really what most people anticipate and expect as well as those utilities that you were talking about a lot of times they're trying to get out there and get their information so that they can be prepared to do their relocations and efficiently so hot time and again this is two years out but people like to know about these things in advance when they can maybe a challenge uh, to keep allisonville road open if you talk to the county about how that might be done during all this work I think that's definitely a challenge. It's uh, it's something that we can communicate with them, and we um, we still have a lot more meetings to go to and and discuss a lot of these uh, maintenance of traffic schemes. So that's uh, it's something that's on the table. It's something that we can discuss. Uh, ultimately, this is a, a, a Hamilton County project, uh, but uh, hopefully in the future we can have those discussions with Hamilton County. So obviously that does impact your traffic flow because uh, you're connected right there at the at that border. Uh, Jason, traffic signals also come in uh, under your jurisdiction. And with all of the work that's been going on, and you mentioned State Road 37, like at 135th Street, how adjustments were made there to keep yeah. the traffic flowing and keep 37 flowing as well. Uh, how has that gone? Because I know many years ago there was a, a high-tech uh, system that was put into place. It was much more than the Good old memory. the old system of uh, just, uh, you know, uh, what they used to do to yeah, it's not with just traffic lights. Timing, the timing of the lights, it's, it's much uh, more uh, sophisticated than that. So have you been tweaking that system? How is that working out over, now that you've had a number of years with it? Yeah, so really it, your great memory. Uh, we have a system that's called Rhythm. And we have it along three of our major corridors. We have a 96th Street, 116th Street, and Allisonville Road. And it at first, it was one of those like situations that we had to learn the system and figure it out and tweak it. And what people may have forgotten was if you rewind eight years ago, traffic volumes were were similar. They were, they were less, but they were similar on those major corridors. And the signal timings, you had to stop. That's where, as an engineer, we don't like to call them stoplights. We like to call them traffic signals. But in those situations, they were stoplights because you had so much traffic you were trying to move through. But with this new system, uh, we've been fortunate and very successful in getting those green times aligned and in sync so that it takes you on 116th street if you're over on the by the white river and you want to go all the way to oleo road it'll take you approximately nine minutes you, there are timed stops i mean there are intentional stops that you may not understand why you're looking around there's not a lot of cars where it's intentional if you would have made it through that signal you wouldn't have gotten the green light for the next signal um so it it has helped tremendously. COVID during last year 
we had to tweak them a little bit, but it wasn't as, I mean, just because there were different traffic patterns that were occurring and we're getting back to the normal traffic patterns. I would say at the beginning of the summer, the traffic patterns were not quite there yet. The PM peak was, but the AM peak was not, but this system has allowed us to adjust those timings from the desktop. We don't have to get into the cabinet at the intersection, which is saving us time, saving us money, and we're just being able to make um, adjustments more easily. I remember when IKEA opened. Yes. <laughs> Your predecessor was like sitting in one of those rooms. Yeah, we were in a command center. The command, you were right yeah, there too. Yeah, I was with the state at that time. Oh, you were with the state. Yeah. Then, that, that, so uh, the, the, when that opened, uh, the, the traffic crime, and I was out of town. I didn't uh, get a chance to be there firsthand. But that actually went off pretty well, and uh, it was because of of the the traffic signals, mm -hmm. not stoplights, traffic signals. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, uh, that were used, and I just remember the the fear about that. It all went pretty well after the fact, and I thought that was quite an accomplishment for your department and others that were involved. I want to ask about one last thing. I want you both to weigh in on this, and I'll ask Hot Tim to start. The mayor has made it clear there's a very ambitious project on the horizon. There's an RFP, request for proposals out. I think there's been a narrowing down of the private sector actors that are going to help design a new city hall, a proposed art center that would be a part of that complex, plus at another location, a rec center or community center. Um, so all of that is a big project. The mayor has been working on getting it financed. He's, he's confident that can be done without a tax rate increase. So my question to you, Hatem, is uh, I assume that you and, and the people in, in your department, your staff uh, with engineering, will be involved in that. What, what do you see as your involvement in this very big infrastructure project? That's a great question. I think uh, our our department is 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 going to be in, di in in constant contact with the mayor's uh, the mayor's office on how uh, we're going to proceed with the construction. Obviously, there's going to be some adjustments on the ground um, on a horizontal level, not the vertical, um, on how we're going to uh, take all of that construction into consideration with all the existing traffic that's coming in into the city. So we have to obviously make sure that we. Uh, divert the traffic that needed that used to come to the city and is somewhere else in other locations. Um, we'll obviously have to look at what's under the underground and utilities and how we need to relocate that based on the new plans. Uh, a lot of um, just overall uh, coordination with a lot of these departments and the contractors and the designers on how we're gonna how we're gonna approach this 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 big of a project in in the heart of the city. So, Jason, uh, how you approach uh, your department's involvement in all this? Um, so, essentially, we would, in the very beginning, it, it's higher level picture planning of what do we want uh, in in each of the projects, and then, as Hatem had alluded to, was once the selection occurs and the con the design plans start to come together, at that point, engineering really gets their gets thrusted into it as part of our normal development process we would still follow that same process in which each of the departments gets to review the plans and ensure that the maintenance of traffic is working the utilities and what impacts they may have um, and then even outside that whenever city hall is gone what are where are we posted at where where are we sitting where are our desk so thinking through some of those with the mayor's office is important and critical 
Um, but it, it is a long process, just like uh, one of our roadway projects. It's very similar that there's a lot of meetings, a lot of planning that occurs. We're in the very beginning process of doing the selection. There's still a lot. We've got to kind of get down into the weeds of what it is that we want and then how are we going to get there. And just for clarification, your department is in City Hall now, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so that when you referred to yes. that, that was yes. that's why you yeah. mentioned that. Where are we going to end up? Yeah, in my the office end? is actually the part that's sinking. Well, and that's you know that's another issue, uh, Hot Tim. I mean, we're we're sitting on a water table here. I remember getting a a, a tour of that tunnel project and how uh, the contractor was explaining to me how they hit water and how they had to drain the water out to get that tunnel project working. So that's another engineering challenge, is it not? It is. It's also an engineering challenge for us to keep our offices in one level. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just uh, wrap this up. Uh, I'm just going to, I just tried to ask a few questions. If there's anything you'd like to add, something I didn't think to ask, I'm going to give each of you a chance to do that. And I'll ask uh, Hatem to start. I think um, we would just ask uh, patience from everyone using Stairway 37. As far as uh, my personal um, request, I know it's been hard on everyone. I know it's been difficult, but um, we're doing it as fast as we can. And hopefully by, uh, by the end of all of this, everyone would be happy just using 37. And, it's, and I think it's showing a little bit of um, progress right now as far as a lot of the um, traffic that used to back up on I-69 right there by Top Golf, we don't see it anymore. R- hardly see it anymore. So, uh, in the future, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, great traffic flow through the city, and that's going to be one of those uh, one of those reasons why. If you uh, take a look at Keystone Avenue in Carmel, which is not exactly the same, but similar to mm-hmm. the design, I remember what it was like before mm-hmm. that redesign, and it obviously is, is quite quite different now. Uh, Jason, anything you'd like to add? I, I echo what Hatem had said, just patience. We appreciate everyone's patience on, when they're driving around. I know everyone's really trying to get to that next sporting event or dinner or wherever they may want. We, we understand we're residents as well, so we, we can appreciate it. The I ask that people follow State Road 37 Thrives, um, visit those businesses. They've been very supportive during the 37 project, as well as our Drive um, Fishers website and social media platforms. We try to keep those up to date. We have a new dashboard. I say new. It's been out for approximately a year now, uh, which gives updates, live updates of lane clo- or road closures and the detour route, as well as our project dashboard shows the details of every one of the capital projects that we have in the engineering group, and we're trying to expand that even further. Um, next year, we've got a few projects that are on the horizon, and we'll start communicating that out here in the coming months to the public. If you, if you want, you can go ahead and get on that project dashboard, and you'll be able to see some of those details in, in, for yourself. But uh, just thank you for your time. Well, thank you for your time, gentlemen. Uh, we're talking to Hatem Mekki, the uh, Assistant Director of Engineering for the City of Fishers, and Jason Taylor, the Director of Engineering. You just heard from him. He's a director here for the City of Fishers. Gentlemen, uh, always great to talk to you, always informative. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase. 
Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Be kind.